0: I broke the mug. I'm not entirely sure how it happened. There I was, taking the clean dishes from the dishwasher, putting them all away, when all of a sudden, out of the blue, the mug and its handle decided to part ways while in my hands. Now, I suppose it could have been because of my Herculean strength, defying the bonds of gravity as I lofted the mug, or it could have been a design flaw, either way. But the mug and its handle had parted company. Either way, it was done for. And so, not wanting to just let this go, because what use is a coffee mug without a handle? What use is a handle without its mug? I decided to do what many of you probably would have done, and I got the super glue. Not just any super glue, but the special super glue for glassware and other fancy things like this. And so I took that super glue, I applied it, I cleaned up the mug and patched up all of its nicks, reattached the handle, and it was great. It worked perfectly for a day or two. And then the handle fell off again. So both the handle and the mug Went into the trash. Useless. Our nation is observing Labor Day by enjoying a three-day weekend. And from what I've read about it, Labor Day is, in the United States, a tribute to the contributions that workers have made to the strength, prosperity, and well-being of our country. Now, I suppose that human beings, wherever they might be, like to feel useful that their contributions have something towards the the larger society. But I think here in America, we tend to pay more attention to a person's usefulness and their contributions than they do in many other parts of the world. So have you ever felt useless? It's as if you're no good to the people around you, that you're not up to the challenge before you. You might have heard someone say something disparaging either about you or to your face and believed it to be true, taking it to heart. Or maybe you just thought it yourself when you failed at some task time and again, regardless of how much effort you put into it. Uselessness isn't good. Not for a mug, not for a person. Now, if you're like me, you might try to fix it. That fix might not be superglue for a broken handle, but it'll take something more than superglue to fix that feeling of uselessness in life. You might try to patch it up, covering up your brokenness with something that feels like it'll fix the cracks, filling yourself with food, with drink, with entertainment. But those temporary fixes don't stick. They might last for a while, but they're not doing anything to repair the broken state that made you feel useless in the first place. Are you on the run from uselessness? In today's reading from Paul's epistle to Philemon, you heard about someone who was truly useless. This weekend, we're breaking from our journey through Luke's gospel to read one of Paul's epistles. We read almost the entire thing. How often do you get to see? you get to come to the worship service and hear almost an entire book of the Bible read? But so we did. And this epistle is a little bit different than the other ones that you'll find in the New Testament because it is a personal letter written as from one friend to another, much like you might find today. And in this letter, Paul makes an appeal to his friend Philemon on behalf of a man named Onesimus. Onesimus was a runaway slave, and an ironically named one at that, because his name, Onesimus, means useful. Useful. But instead of being useful, Onesimus fled from Philemon's household in the town of Colossae, that area that we would call central Turkey today. Somehow, he managed the long and fairly risky journey all the way to the great city of Rome. Now, we don't know for sure, but he likely stole some of Philemon's possessions in order to pay for his journey. And then, when he gets to Rome where he seeks to hide as a runaway slave because the punishment, if he would be caught, would be severe. Once returned to his master, the master might even choose to kill the slave. But there, in Rome, Onesimus comes to know the apostle Paul who is there under house arrest. And through Paul, Onesimus comes to know the good news of Jesus as his Savior. He becomes a Christian. And it just gets better from there. Paul's writing this letter to Philemon and to the whole church there in that village of Colossae because he is sending this runaway slave back to his master. At some point in the week ahead take a look and read through this letter from Paul, the whole thing and see how how Paul masterfully makes an argument, a persuasive argument for Philemon, not just to take the slave back, not just to keep him from death, but to forgive everything that Onesimus had done. Forgive the running away. Forgive the debt, even the theft. As a fellow Christian, One who came to know Christ through Paul, just like Philemon did. Onesimus is to be received back as not just a slave, but as a brother. Paul's argument might even open up the possibility that Philemon would free Onesimus from slavery. But however that return might have worked out, Paul makes it clear that Onesimus' life in Philemon's household is now forever transformed the name Onesimus, useful, truly applies. Because in his grace, God took the bad situation of a seemingly worthless and useless person and turned it completely around. And while it was beyond impossible that this runaway slave of one of Paul's converts in Asia Minor should come to meet the apostle in that great city of Rome, God gave that divine provision. And God gave Anisimus faith to believe that he was indeed useful and valued in the Lord's sight. God provided for Paul through Onesimus, giving him a helper and a friend in his time of captivity. And in faith, the runaway slave was even willing to return to the household from which he'd run and the master whom he'd wronged. That's the power of the gospel, the good news of life with God through Christ. It transforms lives like Onesimus or Philemon. It reshapes human relationships. A master and a slave are made to be brothers. Lives that had been broken and useless are now made into something more. Now you and I have been like runaway slaves, slaves to our sins, slaves to self. We try to make an escape with all the good gifts that God has given to us, running off on our own. But just as Paul pledged to cover Onesimus' debt to Philemon by having any debt charged to his own account, Jesus has done the same for us before his father and your father. God charges your debt to Jesus on the cross, and in doing so, he wipes it out. It is paid in full. Jesus sets you free from slavery to sin and slavery to self. And this is not superglue. This is not a temporary fix to patch over the brokenness, to bring broken parts together because jesus gives himself to heal your brokenness to repair the cracks and damage that his sin has done with your standing before god and before your neighbor your life your relationships are transformed at the foot of the cross through jesus god removed the irony of whenisimus name as paul wrote But now he is indeed useful to you, Philemon, and to me. When God claimed you as his child in the waters of holy baptism, he put Jesus' name upon you, and he did so, completely devoid of irony. You are, in God's sight, a little Christ. You are a member of the household of God. You are... A Christian the person who was once dead in sin and useless has been made alive and useful in God's grace there's something else that you and I can take away from Paul's letter to Philemon especially in this time where people in America are increasingly put into different classes and categories as Anisimus went back to Philemon, no longer as a bondservant, but more than a bondservant, as a beloved brother, both in the flesh and in the Lord. Consider how you look at other people, whether they're people on the television or people on your street. As Christians, you and I must always view our fellow Christians in Christ because our common identity in Christ overrides all other classes or categories. It overrides anything that would pull us apart and separate us. Going out this Labor Day weekend, consider how you would look at and treat other people, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ. Would you think that any of them are useless? Remember Philemon, Remember Anisimus, because we are united in Christ's name, we can forgive each other's debts as we have been forgiven. Because we are united in Christ's name, we can treat each other with love as God has loved us. And because we are united in Christ's name, we are all useful. Amen.